Hello, and welcome to the Meddling Kids Podcast, a groovy review of everything Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Chase Kupo. I hope you're ready for an episode that takes place on a boat because I am, again, for the second episode in a row, the title speaks to me. It's called, Where's the Crew? Scooby-Doo, Where's the Crew? Sounds like something akin to the vibe of Captain Cutler's ghost. We'll see if that early uh, premonition of the vibe comes true. So we start off with, uh, heads up, by the way, the episode I'm watching has been flipped uh, on its horizontal axis. I wonder if that's a garbage way to avoid copyright. Not sure, but uh, if I mess up any screen directions or say something weird, it's because I'm watching the episode while it's been mirrored. So we start off with the gang on a boat at night with Professor uh, Frasson. I, I think that's what he said. I can't understand it the whole episode. Either way, it's very French. So Captain Frenchie, and they're with him doing a report for school on a salvage mission with the world's greatest oceanographer. Oceanographer, excuse me. Uh, I think Captain Frenchie is that great oceanographer. Uh, so the Maritime Museum wants him, Frenchie, to have, they've commissioned him to, they're paying him for it, they've commissioned him to recover ancient golden artifacts from the sunken Diablo Doro. Uh, Doro, there's not two R's, it's just Doro. Uh, the uh, the driver, or the the guy at the wheel? What is that? It's not a pilot. It's not a driver, but there's somebody steering the boat. Uh, or ship, whatever you'd like to call it. He seems suspicious already. Definitely not the warm and fuzzy type at the very least. Velma says that Diablo Doro was captained by the one Francisco Fiscato. The driver, Mr. Carr, says to speak lightly because there are strange disappearances involved with those who go looking for the gold on that ship. The Fiscato is said to walk the ship as a ghost with his motley crew, uh... I like that band a little bit, of sea monsters. Shaggy and Scooby are certainly scared, you know, as Shaggy and Scooby normally are. Uh, They arrive at the wreck, uh, and they drop anchor. They haven't dove down yet, but they're over the wreck. Uh, They're at the geographic location that they would like to be. I was worried that they would go diving at night in the fog, like horror movie tropes, swimming horror movie tropes. Instead, they're sleeping soundly, Great call. Get some sleep before you go out first thing in the morning. Outstanding. Until Scooby gets a visit from a flying fish. Uh, There's a little bit of hijinks, but Scooby sets it free, and he comes face to face with the ghost. It's the captain. He ducks back in, and he tells Shaggy, he tells uh, Fred and Shaggy. I wrote Shaggy and Scooby in my notes, so that was a tough one. Sorry. So he ducks back in, ducks back in after seeing the ghost, and he tries to tell uh, Fred and Shaggy. They don't believe him initially, obviously. We're back to that now. After a good few episodes of the whole gang seeing the ghost together, it was great. But after Scooby tries to tell him and they don't believe him, the ghost comes back with two sea monster ghosts as well. Uh, It scares Fred enough to go get the girls. And then we cut back to, so they go and get the girls. And then we cut back to the whole gang, like looking out the window and pointing like in the water where the ghosts were. As if that's going to help. Look at this water. It's wet. And then something was right there, I swear, I swear, swear, but, you know, joke's on me, as the gang, as they're looking at the water, they turn and they discover that the ghosts are on the ship now. Whew. 
I'm not editing that one out. Just yawned. It's about 5.19 a.m. So they see the ghosts on the ship, send them into a frenzy, and they want to go find the professor, Professor uh, Frenchie, Captain Frenchie. Uh, they run into one of the monsters, and they duck quickly into, uh, what's the place called with uh, the wheel? The driver's seat. The driver's seat. <laughs> they tell the captain, and he is skeptical at best. Uh, Mr. Carr comes in, and he says that he warned the captain that it would be wise to get out of here. Mr. Carr takes the two other two shipmates, who we have not interacted with for one split second so far, with him on the little boat to go to port. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby very nearly take the invitation to go back with those guys, but Velma lures them back with Scooby Snacks. That would have been a wild episode if they were, they just they just went. They just got out of there. Uh, morning comes now, and so far everything is peaceful. The gang wakes up, and they go to get the professor, only to find what wet footprints, not wet fat prints, leading into Frenchie's cabin. They were right to be worried as they walk in and they see a ran ransacked room and they don't see the professor. Eesh. Uh, the gang searches for clues and they find a notebook with its top page ripped out. Innocuous? No. There's a slight impression left on the second page. Velma manages to read it as... Where? They say you yawn a lot. They say you yawn when you're not breathing enough. Not enough oxygen is getting to the brain. <laughs> but anyways, Velma reads off the, the impression of the note. All that's on there is I-M-C-M-M-S-C, -M -M all caps. Uh, and then the line, like the, the pencil trails off the page. So clue number one, the other kids go to investigate the driver's seat. Uh, and Velma remarks it. She calls it the wheelhouse. Thank you, Velma. I did not know that term for the life of me. So they go to the driver's seat, and Velma... By the way, Velma's been taking the lead a lot recently. In these like, past few episodes, this whole season, really. Good on you, Velms. They send the other two... So the older kids are going to the wheelhouse. Uh, Daphne, Fred, Velma, that's their names. And they send Scooby and Shaggy down uh, below... And they plan to meet, like, in the middle. Uh, you know, so search the top, search the bottom, and then go up and meet in the middle. See what they found, you know. Try and trap anyone or anything that might be doing something weird. So, let's see. Uh, Scooby and Shaggy, at this point, like, are already being stalked by ghosts and monsters, as Velma tells them to split up. And, uh, so one, and then also, basically, the second that they do split up, uh, one of the monsters locks the older kids in the driver's seat. And then the ghosts, the ghost himself, Captain Francisco something. Not going to look back at my notes for it. He locks the port side because the gang finds the door. Like they hear the door lock and they go over to try to open the first door. And they're like, ah, well, I mean, darn, it's locked. It's OK. We can go out the port side door. And then here's the ghost locking the port side. Anyways, uh, Monster is trailing Scooby and Shaggy this whole time, who did find the galley, of course. Uh, they make actually a great pancake breakfast. Really had me in the mood for pancakes. Unfortunately, though, the octopus monster takes them all. Uh, it's actually been a couple episodes since they weren't able to eat. That was nice. Classic Scooby stuff right here, but I preferred when they do get to eat and then they get scared. Could it give them an upset stomach? Maybe. 
Uh, but Shaggy's got like an iron stomach. There was one episode, I can't remember if it was what incarnation of Scooby-Doo it was, but there was one episode in which Shaggy did get a stomachache and everyone was very surprised. But I think there was foul play. But either way, uh, we're talking about this episode. Uh, so the mo octopus monster takes out the pancakes and uh, starts chasing Scooby and Shaggy and they try to make a getaway, but they're also locked in the area that they're in. They, I think they left the galley and they're just locked down below. Fred goes out through a ventilating funnel and then he lets the other two out uh, of the original door that was locked. So Velma goes down to the engine room to investigate that and now she gets locked in the engine room. And I'm telling you guys right now, this is already getting old. Uh, how many times is the gang going to walk into a room, get locked in, get out, get locked in another room? Uh, anyways, Daphne and Fred, they go to find the other two and they actually do. Uh, and then all of a sudden Velma... Oh no, Velma's not there yet. Okay, sorry. Pardon me. So they they find uh, Daphne and Fred go find Scooby and Shaggy. And they're together and they figure out that everyone's being locked into every room that they're walking into. And just then Velms climbs out of the engine stack. Uh, the launch, the, the boat that the, the three shipmates abandoned in. The little, uh, little, like I call it like a lifeboat. It's like the small wooden boat that's on the big ship that they're on. That's found floating uh, just around the ocean, covered in kelp and wet footprints, which, not sure how that, th I don't think wet footprints is how it works, but whatever. It was the most obvious thing in the world that those guys were the bad guys. There have only been three monsters or ghosts, and one side character who seemed suspicious left the gang's watchful eye with two unknown henchmen. Very obvious, this is not one of those mysteries that I <laughs> am having trouble with. Uh, let's see, it's always nice when you try to scroll out oh, and you lose your place. There we go, there she blows. So Velma figures out that she can send an SOS in the form of Morse code. She knows Morse code. I think uh, Fred does too. As Scooby and Shaggy try to get, try to help her get into the radio room, the radio shack if you will, <laughs> that place is long gone, uh, they peek in and they see the kelp monster. He's just sleeping in there. His back is to the door and the radio equipment, just sleeping. Okay, uh, Velma takes advantage of its lack of situational awareness and uses a fishing line and rod to send her SOS. Unfortunately, Seaweed Man does wake up before Velma reveals their position fully. It wakes up uh, and it chases Velma away as the octopus monster chases Shaggy and Scooby away. Shaggy and Scooby actually totally ditched Velma and left her alone against the one monster when they caught sight of the octopus monster. Honestly, it wasn't the grooviest thing I've ever seen. But, you know, all's fair in love and war. The ghost, chased Daph the ghost is chasing Daphne and Fred for a hot second, but they lose him pretty quickly and they go to find the others. Wow. Um, I have no clue what I wrote there. So I type, and I type fast, and I make a lot of mistakes, and sometimes the words I'm looking at don't make sense. Oh, okay, what I'm, I see what I meant. For. Meanwhile, the aforementioned others, uh, Daphne and Fred, manage to avoid their stalkers. Uh, they catch up with uh, Scooby, Shaggy, and Velma, and Velma actually says that she got the position out with her SOS. I thought she didn't, but she did, so good on her. She is having a great episode, except for that one time she got locked in the engine room. She should be smarter than that after the first time, but it's fine. So Fred and Daphne actually saw the captain submerge from the diving room. And the ghost captain. 
uh, presumably, no, 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 not the ghost captain, the actual captain, which I kind of forgot about him, to be honest. Uh, so they saw him submerging to go dive, uh, probably to the wreckage, presumably. But the gang is suspicious that he's doing that amidst all this, and they send Shaggy, Scooby, and Velma down after the captain. Oh, yeah. Duh. They, they're talking about the ghost. I let, I really let my notes lead me down the wrong path. Okay, so I was thinking that Captain Frenchie was going down, but it's the ghost captain who is seen going into the water and uh, uh, going down towards the wreckage. So now that I have that clear, uh, there's this weird water thing that they did with the last episode. I thought I mentioned it in the episode. You know, with the water overlay? It's like a PNG overlay. It's weak. Uh, but, you know, if you're not watching it, I don't know exactly how to describe it. I guess I could post a picture, but I probably won't. Uh, I'm a very good Facebook page admin. Uh, Fred proves his versatility, though, by expertly lowering, lowering uh, Velma, Scooby, and Shaggy, lowering them down in the diving bell. It's like a little submarine of sorts, mostly round, lets the divers get down a greater distance, safer and faster. Presumably safer. I don't know for sure. Uh, I don't have... I don't dive ever. Never have. Maybe I will one day. Uh, but they, the three do make it down safe, safely, and they begin to explore the wreckage. Velma finds some air tanks and other diving gears and, and wonders why ghosts and monsters would need that. I can't imagine why. Definitely can't be people disguised as ghosts. No way, Velma. No frickin' way. Anyway, Scooby causes a commotion and... He accidentally shoots himself into the room with the treasure. Uh, some sort of... Uh, nope, I don't, even, I don't know the word I was going to use, so I'm not going to say that. I was going to try and sound smart, but you know what? Sometimes just call it a day. Uh, so let's see. Yeah, Scooby causes that commotion. He shoots himself into that room with the treasure. And they're chased out of there by the ghosts. And then they go hide in the diving bell while the ghosts uh, run... Uh, run uh swim very quickly up to the surface and they trap Daphne and Fred yet again I, I mean for the third or fourth time some of the game is locked some of the gang is locked in a room like really really overplayed the motif on this episode man not a good balance but the other three go up and they manually manage to find they go up manually they just swim up and they manage to find their locked up friends the ghosts do come running through just to dive right down to the wreck. Now the gang successfully avoids them and they hide and Fred lifts the diving bell up enough to block the diving area. So boom, trapped. Now they're the ones getting locked in some area. A big, the whole ocean, but it is an area. And I was thinking to myself, can't they just come up the side? But they would have to scale the ship to get in, which as far as I can tell is at least extremely hard to do maybe even impossible uh so the gang is you know alone for a little bit they review the mystery uh, a bit and velma says that the ghosts were loading the treasure into bags to bring to the surface uh not guarding it on the ocean floor which is what the legend says about the ghosts shaggy and scooby come up and they find some gold detectors i guess it's a metal detector but for gold real original uh i mean could you say gold is metal technically maybe uh i'm not sure no it is but anyways, the gang uses uh, one of the detectors, and it leads to, of course, a locked door. Uh, Scooby makes some magic with one of his claws, though, which he could have done any other instance. And they open it up to reveal a room full of gold. 
Captain Frenchie is actually tied up in there. He wants to go up to the radio room to transmit another SOS immediately. So the whole gang, uh, they all go together. They're with Frenchie and they run into the ghosts who used the boarding ladder that the gang forgot was drawn down. So the ghosts just walked right in. So close to a good plan. So close. Uh, this chase doesn't... So the ghosts are chasing them all, but the chase doesn't last very long as Fred devises a, a plan to trap them. And, uh, and on the whole, it is sloppy and a bit violent, actually. But it works. It consisted of Scooby and Shaggy being dropped down on top of the villains with the net under them. Uh, the Coast Guard shows up just in time to help wrap the mystery up, like almost every episode. It's a Scooby-Doo, you know, it's part of the formula. Uh, the note that Captain Frenchie Face wrote was misinterpreted, and it was, listen to this, it was actually shorthand for first mate, and then it was the, the first letter of the other guy's names. And it said SC for scuba divers. So, it was who we thought we was, but I'm going to say that that first clue was one of the worst clues anyone has ever left, ever. Uh, but, you know, who am I? If I was being kidnapped by possible ghosts and monsters, I probably wouldn't be writing coherently either. But, alright, that does it for this one. Definitely, definitely not really close to the level of Captain Cutler's ghost, but a fun episode indeed. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to Dave Seste for the use of his song, Night Surfing, for the theme song. Now stay groovy, and remember, I wouldn't have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids.